kegels all the time. Kegels all the time. Kegels all the time. Is it kegel or kegel? I don't know. No one knows. No one knows. Maybe kegel is like the German pronunciation. Kegel. Kegel. Hi. You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. If you. I feel like we have to keep this intro. This is Joy. And this is Claire. <laughs> this is episode 188. Ugh. We're already on a roll. We are already when on a roll. Claire is in the room with me, you can probably tell where we uh, miss being in the room recording. Yes. Welcome to 188. This episode is brought to you by PureWad, PureWad, P-U-R-E-W-O-D.com. We've been raving about their products. We'd like to know if you've tried them. So shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook and let us know what you guys think. Or just tag us in yeah. your picture with you and your PureWad. They're a wonderful sponsor. We've loved their products. I use the pre-workout. I use the post-workout. I use the greens. Claire likes the protein. The Recover. The recover every single day. Yeah, and I said this already, but I have been really surprised how big of a difference it makes to have um, the the grass fed beef isolate rather than whey. Yeah, it just digests so much better. So much better, and we obviously love working with people who are really good people to work with and of course we want to give you products that we like so go to purewad.com and use the discount code ggw to get your discount and to support the podcast at the same time i will say that there's times when you use products where you're like "Eh," if you stop using them you don't really notice a difference but i stopped using the recovery for like a week just because i ran out and i legitimately missed it i was like wow i can really tell a difference come back come back to me (laughs) and uh I, Sandy's gonna get mad if I start singing. She got, she totally got mad at us. Anyway, now, but the, now you'd have to make up songs. I know, exactly. <laughs> you guys are so in for a treat. Uh, anyway, an original okay. joint, Claire. Yes, and uh, so, the, but the recovery is just really, really good. So now I'm starting to crave the recovery. It, it tastes like a sweet potato. It's so good. It's really good. So you guys, again, thank you for supporting. You should add PB2 to it. Ooh, don't even. Don't, I don't. I can't. I don't need to add PB2 to anything else in my life. <laughs> Uh, you guys support the podcast. Thank you for supporting us. GGW is the discount code at purewad.com. We have so much to catch up on this week. Uh, we're going to get right into it with some would you rathers. You want to take that? Because we asked and you guys delivered with As some questions always. this week. Okay, this is from Jen. Would you rather be stranded on an island with someone you hate or stranded on an island alone? You definitely would pick alone. Okay. The therapist in me wants... <laughs> Okay, if you're stranded, how, I mean, part of me is like, how long are we stranded Forever, for? Forever and ever? This is the, I think this is like the typical stranded on an island for the rest of your life. Yeah, scenario. I'd probably be alone because I could make up a lot to do on my by myself. But there's a part of me, the like therapist in me wants to be like, well, if you're with someone you hate, you can learn a lot about yourself and works through some things. But let's be honest, if I'm on an island, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be like trying to survive. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think I would be with someone I hate because then I could kill them and eat them. <laughs> I just choked on my tea. What? You... <laughs> yeah, weren't expecting that answer, would you? No. You. Uh, probably someone I hate, though, because then I could at least like talk to someone and yeah, and then it, and like they would help you because if you're both in a survival situation, even if you hate someone, like you, it's it's nice to have a helper. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then if I didn't like them, I would just kill them in their sleep and eat them. Yeah. Like if it like I want to take this a little bit further. Like what if it's someone who just in, like incessantly talks or Oh my says, gosh, I know someone like that and if I was stranded on an island with her, I would drown myself. Yeah. So, you know, that would end the scenario also. Mm-hmm. How do you oh, deal that with that? Scary. How do you deal with like acquaintances I ignore or people them. do you? But it doesn't work. There's, like that's the true incessant talker is the person who like you blatantly are ignoring them and they continue and you're like you could give two craps about if anyone's listening to you right now. Yeah. You just want to hear your own voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like so bad. There's like this person uh, at <laughs> my job. I'm not going to name names. I don't think she would ever hear this. But like there's someone that let's just say it's the equivalent on the office or whatever office space. Right. That movie yeah. where she's like, just a moment. Oh, Do you remember that lady? Yes. She's kind of the equivalent of she does that, where every time I hear it, I'm like, cringe, cringe. And you can't tell them because it's just not. Yeah, you're like, it's hey, like not worth it. You can't be like this That one thing, thing you say, stop it. Like you can't. want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> How do you deal with that? I bet you everyone in their life yes, has ha- at work has yep. that person. And I would love to hear about that. If you guys Ugh. have that person, you need to email us right now. And tell us about it. We won't out it. I just like to know. It's kind of like (laughs) my thing with people with pets posting pets on our Facebook page. 
my thing. Okay. Next Would one. you rather win $1 million today or $10 million in 10 years? $1 million today or $10 million in 10 years? Yeah. $10 million in 10 years. I think I would win $1 million today. Why? Because I feel like that's plenty of money to like get going with. And I feel like it would be more helpful to me right now than $10 million would in 10 years. Who Who's to say that my $1 million today could not turn into $10 million within who's the next 10 years? Who's to say? Because... You're you're like Mark Cuban. Let's be honest. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's <laughs> oh, like he like invented the internet. He invented streaming. He oh. invented the reason why we can have our podcast. There you right go. Now. Thanks, Mark so, Cuban. And he owns like uh, some basketball team, which I'm sorry I don't know because I don't watch sports. <laughs> uh, ten million dollars in ten years. So my logic behind that is I'm pretty. I'm like I'm okay right now. And to know that that was coming, about it. Yeah. yeah. So to know that was coming, I'd be like, eh, I'd kind of just chill out, and I'd that's fair, you know, not worry about my student loans as much. That's fair. Um, would you rather travel one hundred years into the future or one hundred years into the past? I would definitely go past. Really? Because it would be like almost the Roaring Twenties. Like that would be a really cool time period. Yeah, I think, I'd want to go back to the eighties. So no, bad. it has to be a hundred years. Oh, a hundred years. Sorry, not like thirty. It feels like a hundred. <laughs> Um, a hundred years. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a hundred years in the future is going to be scary. It does scare me it feels a little like bit. It's like a little Mad Max like but, status right now. I feel like the trajectory we're on is very Mad Max. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to get political. Yeah. Hundred years, in years into the past, it is. <laughs> okay. And that's, uh, yeah. Would you rather always get stuck in traffic or always have a really slow internet connection? Oh. <laughs> Those are horrible. I already always get stuck in traffic, so I would pick that one because if I always had a slow internet connection, I would lose my mind. And as long as I was in traffic with a fast internet connection, I would be fine. That's fair. Hey, that's a good workaround. I would probably pick the same. Yeah, because I having a slow internet connection right now is like, yeah, we have huge problems. (laughs) Would you? And this is a, a bonus from Jacqueline. Okay. Would you rather live to be 100 or live three lifetimes, starting from infant three times? So I'm assuming you could remember all your three lives. Hmm. So you're living three times or... Living to be 100. Okay. Or living three lifetimes, starting from infant three times. Like it doesn't really matter how long you live in those I three lifetimes? I think it's lifetimes. like a normal like amount of life. probably die at like 80 or something. <laughs> I feel like I'd rather live to be 100. I feel like living three times would be infuriating. <laughs> Who's to say you haven't already, Claire? Well, that's the thing. Is like <laughs> I feel like an important detail here is like, would you remember your past lives? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're all gonna be lived to be a hundred anyway, though. Yeah, I I would like to live to a hundred and be one of those women that's on the news. It's like this lady's kicking yeah, it a hundred. You're like eating a cake, a huge yeah. cake, and like drinking a martini. Yeah. You look like Iris Apfel. Yes. Yep. I would have amazing glasses. Yes. And and you would just everyone have would be like, you don't look a hundred at all. And you would just approach everything from your closet that doesn't belong at a rave. We had a conversation the other day about how easy it would be for Joy to create a rave a rave outfit from her closet. And she's like, yeah, I could do it in two minutes. In two minutes. Easy. This I morning, have... I think, is when we talked about it. Actually. We did talk about that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do that long ago. How soon we forget that we talk 24-7. But I do have this jacket. And I should post a picture. I'll show it to you after we record. I've seen it. The guest one? The pink sparkly one? Yeah. Am I thinking of your boots? Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever... No, I think I've seen the jacket. It has rhinestone buttons. I don't think I've shown this to you. It's like Is in it a different new? closet. It's like hidden away. Oh, no, I got it. Would when you it... have worn it? To... Never. I would really? have never worn it since I was 25. I've just held on to it because it's such You wouldn't have worn a it to like of... a, New no. a New Year's Eve party at TJ's house? No. Mm. Maybe. But like that, No. I don't think I've. I don't think when I've I wore the lobster it. dress, you weren't wearing. No, I wore no. a black fur thing. <laughs> you remember? That's amazing. That was like four I years totally ago. I remember that. I remember because we posted on Instagram. I to- I just remember that moment. Yeah, of yeah. our like three thousand posts on Instagram. I do remember that. Yeah, I very much remember that. Oh my goodness. Okay, what else do we have? Um, that's it for would you rather's. Okay. Do you want me to think of some more? No, do you let's have? Move, let's move on. Okay. Do you have like wow? Do you have one on the fly here? No, I mean I always can. But, um, okay, let's let's start with a kind of easy with an, a straightforward one. Okay, what is your opinion on CrossFit gear? This is from Katie. Mm-hmm. Knee sleeves, wrist, wrist straps, belts, etc. Who needs them? Who doesn't? Do they help? How? 
<laughs> we have talked about this in the past, but it's been a while. Yeah. Everyone really kind of jumps on the train of needing all this CrossFit gear. Mm, I guess I'm going to pick my top two that you absol- that I absolutely like to have. Okay. Wrist wraps, for sure. Knee sleeves are definitely something I use on occasion. It's not an everyday thing. And my lifting belt. But let me... What about lifting shoes? Lifting shoes. Okay, so so let me back up because there's an argument too of like, well, you're kind of just using a Band-Aid for things you need to really work on the mobility-wise, right? So there is the argument that if you need lifting shoes, it's because your squat stance sucks. So you're kind of aiding in a poor form. Okay, I get that. You're enabling yourself. You're enabling yourself, so I get that. So what I try to do is while I have all these nice little gears, I use them when I'm really just wanting to lift a lot of weight, right? Yeah. Like I'm not too interested. And then on the other days, I really try to work on my mobility and really get good form. And if we're not doing something super, super heavy, I try to rely less on my gear and try to focus more on good form. And it's not to say that I lose form with gear, but it's just, a, it's really is an aid to put you in perfect form for lifting a shit ton of weight. I think that's kind of how I feel about it too. Like I like lifting shoes and I've seen videos and I will try to find the video that I'm thinking of where they show like you can have a perfect squat stance you can have a perfect squat form and mobility but lifting shoes are still going to put you in an even better position for those really heavy one rep max type of lifts and um you know it's going to help you keep your the weight where it needs to be it's going to allow you to engage your core better and that is kind of more what I think of but like I stopped using lifting shoes when I got pregnant because I knew I'm not going to be going for one rep max every, mm-hmm. you know, in this time period. I want to just make sure that I ha- keep good mobility. And I haven't really used them since because I haven't really been going that heavy. But right. I think I agree with you also with like the weightlifting belt. I would not wear a weightlifting belt ever during a wad. No. I feel like it, you should not. No. You really shouldn't be relying on a weightlifting belt during a workout. I or, think. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if you're doing more than a maybe three rep max at the most, if you're doing more than like a, a heavy set of three, I would not rely on a weight belt i think you know i think it, it varies for people like if you have yeah. an injury that you legitimately like some people like right. it because they're like you know what i don't i feel less like the weight belt is aiding my physiology and more that it just remi- reminds me to really brace my exactly core. and that's what i try to rely on it for yeah. is to remind myself to brace my core but let me give you an example of how someone might use the weight belt in a workout it was this morning we did a workout where it was an emom and throughout the emom we were alternating moves one of which was a really heavy deadlift five reps so really heavy your start yeah. you're starting but it's an emom it's not like an amrap or right like for time so i think emoms are kind of yeah but but some of the guys were using weight belts because they were lifting pretty heavy yeah. weight and i chose not to for that same re- for the reason we were just talking about was i was really trying to say okay i'm going to work on my form here and i'm going to yeah. try to just brace my core without that weight belt if i felt like i was compromised maybe i'll put it on but i didn't use it at all and i didn't need it yeah um so the other thing especially like as the open comes up and people are like getting out all their gear and putting on their weight belts and doing a workout with the weight belt. I, I would really discourage that if you can practice without it now because to, to be honest too, sometimes that gear, especially weight belts, I can't breathe. If no. you're trying to move fast, you cannot breathe. You can't get a good breath. Well, that's the whole it's, point. Like if you can breathe through the weightlifting belt on, it's not doing anything. Exactly. Either. So, um, yeah. Um, and then for knee sleeves, I think if you have knee problems, it can be helpful, but I don't ever use them. And I feel like the only time I've ever used them is when, like, when I was doing that Chrissy May Cagney program with Sandy and I was doing literally like hundreds of lunges mm-hmm. and it was more about like protecting my kneecap. Exactly. Exactly. Lunging. That's when I use them if we're doing like last year when we did the overhead lunge wad uh, for 16 one, mm-hmm. that was when I used my knee sleeves because I knew my knees were just going to get wrecked. But just by, I don't want to, it's, it's a good, almost like a teeny tiny half of an inch reminder yeah. of when your knee's going to hit the ground and not to smash it into the ground but otherwise i kind of use it more of just like for lack of a better word lubrication yes. when you're doing squats because your knees just feel a little bit more warm and that's yeah. all great and wonderful but definitely not something you need to rely on um wrist drops i use them both for really heavy and for high volume mm-hmm. and i you know i think there's an argument there too of like your wrists are, if your wrists are a limiting factor, you need to work on strengthening your wrists. I totally agree with that. However, if my wrists are like seriously the limiting factor, like I use them, for example, in a workout we did yesterday where it was, we started out with a bunch of overhead squats and snatch balances in the warm up, And it was like, I'm not going to let my wrists be the limiting factor in like this pre-wad strength set because then I'm going to get to the workout and I, whatever. Yeah. I think the moral of the story is 
there's a time and place for everything, yep. but you should not be using them all the time. And exactly. if you are using them all the time, that's an indicator of a weakness that you need to address. Yeah. And I think especially because Shannon uh, added that she's, you know, she's trying to save money. What's all the stuff about? Is it necessary? And if you're fine going without it, go without it. It's just yeah. as you progress in your CrossFit career, if you are adding more weight, it's definitely a nice bonus because, you know, I will... I will really often reach for, for my wrist wraps when I'm doing something overhead or you know anything really, really heavy, a lot of clean and jerks because it just feels better. And I know that w- I would rather have that like little tiny aid, especially when you're ha- lifting really heavy weight. But if right now you're just kind of building up in CrossFit, building up your strength, I don't really think you necessarily need it. And I would work more on the mobility piece. I would also say like some people kind of wrote follow-up questions like I'm not quote unquote CrossFit enough to need these things. Yeah. Like it's not... It's not about that. It's not about that. I think also, I think lifting shoes are helpful for anybody to have and to use occasionally when you're doing only days. And then for weight belts and wrist straps, I think nine times out of 10 gyms will have like a couple that you can try. Extra pair. Give it a shot. If it feels good to, you know, to work on your squats or whatever with a weight belt, then get one. Just don't use it. Don't rely on it 100% of the time. Yeah, exactly. All right. Moving on. Okay. Cynthia says, talk about the body shamers and Gaga. Uh, let's Cynthia is my sister from Arizona oh <laughs> not my hey, real Cynthia. sister but she, I've known her since birth and so um she's like my sister's sister she in the in the little girl who did the intro last week was her daughter oh Kelsey hi guys. she's so cute that's cute <laughs> or it was two yeah it was last week uh so Cindy and I Cynthia Cindy and she I call her Cindy but she uh, and I were texting about this too and I'm sure you've seen all the yeah. internet posts people about Gaga like, I knew it. it and I knew that I, was yep, gonna happen I was watching it and I was like I was like people this is gonna happen this is gonna happen first people of all gonna... she's those shorts looked like they did not move with her at all no they were just straight up plastic effectively right they were just like holding her I mean she was being lowered down I mean that thing had to be metal because yeah. she was lowered down from the freaking ceiling and then she jumped into who knows where but at the end, somebody posted like, where did she go? I, I need know. to know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, where did she go? But I think oh. uh, it drives me crazy. And I think like I've seen a lot of comments about this is why women have body issues, because even people like this, like even this one little, you know, it's just skin hanging over the front of her shorts because she's dancing and she's moving around like any tiny little piece of anything that's out of place immediately is critiqued. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's that's exactly right. It's not the critic who counts. It's the la 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 Brene Brown Thomas Jefferson Brown. quote, right? So the what, was Thomas Jefferson, yeah, the speech that she pulled. Theodore from. Roosevelt, is it? <laughs> anyway, anyway, the Brene Brown in me wants to say she's putting herself out there, right? Like she is putting herself in the arena. She's going to get criticism. It does not surprise me one bit. And I almost just don't want to justify it with like trying to even talk about it because I feel like I saw it coming. I knew there was going to be stupid people out there. And it's just more realization for me that like this is just not going to die. This is not going to go away. And the best thing we can do is to ignore it and say, look, she put herself out there and there's going to be stupid people that are going to be critics and more power to them they live a miserable life um but i but what but what bothers me is that people will see that and the young girls are the um impressionable women that see this and go oh my gosh you know people are talking this is what a perfect body needs to look like and oh my gosh i don't want to look like that or what or i don't want to look like this and that's what i think bothers me more you and i are very well aware that that's not something like that we can look at and go that's really stupid but it does bother me that there are young girls out there that see those comments or hear those comments and even young men or whatever that are like if a hair is out of place you will be it will be noticed that are saying oh criticism oh my gosh and that voice in their head is gonna you know tell them they're a piece of shit yep i agree so haters are gonna hate but they suck yeah it sucks it really sucks and she's amazing and i my hope is i mean i don't know if you saw a lot of like her pre-interviews but man that woman is just full of love Mm -hmm. and a lot of people thought that she was going to be political and she was going to make some statement in her show and after it was over and there really wasn't anything blatant i remember thinking of course not because you know what 
we don't have to turn everything into politics right now yeah. because let can we just enjoy this halftime show right. and not have to look for some hidden meeting about you know around yeah. what's going on in the country while i understand that celebrities have a platform and they could use it you it know doesn't it just doesn't have time. to be every time like i've yeah. already watched the golden globes and i was like oh my gosh one more person makes a political speech i love it but like i just yeah. want to watch I, the I awards it's... i want to watch stars and i want to just well <laughs> i think we get a little bit of that too like anytime we post something political people are like i just right. want to like yeah. follow your Fair. podcast and yeah. like you know, I think there's a time and a place for it, and we try to be sensitive about I not... because we we are kind of like Beyonce, so... We are clearly like Beyonce. <laughs> but I think, you know, I, so, you know, we feel that way, too, about some, about sometimes, but also, like, you do kind of have to say stuff sometimes. Yeah. Angela, are either of you planning on coaching again now that you have your level two? This question has many parts. We'll start with that one. Um, I really want to, but I can't, is, the answer, is my answer. Yeah, I, I would love to, and... If I find 20 more hours in the week, I would love to do it. I Yes, eventually is probably my answer. I yeah. am dying to coach if I had the time. Dying to coach. I would love it, love it, love it. So it's always in the back of my mind. Maybe, you know, as the weather starts to warm up, I'll kind of clear more space. And I feel like when the days are shorter, I'm just like, I want to go home at go night home. and I want to yep. be upset because it's so dark out. <laughs> and so maybe, you know, that will come around and maybe I'll just start with like once or twice a week. But the answer is short answer is yes. I would love to get back into it because I miss it very much. And I can't help now after doing the level two, like the coach's brain is always on. Yeah. And like I had a wad the other day that was really. The coaching wasn't, they were just not, a, so not set up for success. And the whole time I was just like, ugh. But um, I would really like to, and for me, it's a little bit more tactical. Like Brandon's schedule changes every quarter. And so I can't commit to like doing something every Tuesday night because it'll be like, hey, for the next six weeks, I can coach Tuesday nights. But six weeks after that, I hope the rest of the coaching staff is ready to scramble their entire schedule because I'm going to need to change my schedule. Yeah. So um, I thought about trying to do like some drop-in coaching, but I think also that would just be... I think I've been out of the game long enough that if I were to get back into it, I'd want to do it on a regular basis just from like a athlete and from a coaching standards point mm-hmm. of view. Like I wouldn't just want to drop in and do one wad. Yeah. I don't think that I would be really a very good coach. I know. And that's kind of where I'm at is I'm like, oh, I could do like this time. Like, but one workout is almost like, I not worth know, it. it's not worth it. Yeah. So, all right. The next part of her. Oh, you were right. It's, ta- it's Theodore Roosevelt. I know. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the dumbbell announcement? I am actually surprised that they are giving away a hint like that and not some random book laying in a gutter by Oh my god. By Dave Castro. My my reaction is Dave Castro wore army pants and flip flops. So, so I, I bought army pants and flip flops. Like and everything. Everyone wore everyone bought dumbbells, I <laughs> yeah. swear. Every, I did worry. you see that thing from Rogue that was like Dave Castro could post a like a picture of a gallon of milk and people would be asking us if we sell it. Yeah. Yeah. From Rogue. And everyone would be, yeah, buying it off the shelves. Which I wish Dave Castro would post a picture of himself wearing army pla- pants and flip flops. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? <sighs> hey, yeah. Dave. Hey, Dave. Oh, my gosh. So funny. I think it's exciting. I think dumbbells are a really versatile tool. I think that it's something we haven't seen before. Yeah. I could totally see dumb. I mean, we've seen dumbbells in regionals. They had dumbbell snatches. I could see dumbbell snatches in the open. I could see dumbbell thrusters. I could see a lot of things. I think it's great. Yeah. I'm excited for what that means. It's, it's, um, a, it's a new thing. Do you think that they're going to do it in the first workout? They have to. No, I bet really? he's going to like wait until the last one. Mm. So everyone's going to be like, why the hell did I just spend $900 on all do these you think, dumbbells? For do you, I know. Do you feel like that's going to be the the new, the new move? move? I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it is a new move. But it is definitely a new move. I guess new to the open, I should say. But yeah. do you, like, as opposed to we've talked before about like triple unders. Right. I don't think we're going to see triple unders in the open. I could see handstand walks in the open. I could see strict handstand pushups in the open. I could see legless rope climbs in the open. Mm. All these kind of things that are like at the end of a workout. Yeah. Thing. <sighs> Any thoughts, advice on workout FOMO? I honestly freak out a little bit when I miss a wad and I know it's not healthy. Okay. Let me tell you guys, everyone out there listening right now, I want you to raise your hand and say, I fill in the blank. What's your name? Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. You don't need to say both parts. (laughs) Just imagine. To stop the workout FOMO. To stop the workout. No, you're ruining it. I mean, okay, speaking from someone who's older and has been through that, 
I will reiterate, the past year has really kicked my ass with some health issues that we will get to at some point. But so much had to do with overtraining and under-recovering. And what I came to realize was that in my 39 years of working out, one workout, two work, two extra workouts a week is not going to do a damn thing difference. So I look back at my life and I go, wow, of all the freaking miles I've run and all the races I've done and all the competitions I've done and all the workouts I've, I have to do this after this. If I missed three days in a row, four days in a row, went on vacation, came back, nothing changed. Right. Nothing changed. And in fact, the world did not end. The world did not end. And I would come home and I'd actually feel so much better. So yeah. I want you guys to stop it. And yeah, it's it's long. Think of it long game. If you are getting workout FOMO, you are thinking about your fitness way too short term. Yep. Really take a big step back, look at the big picture and ask yourself. I mean, there's one thing if you if it's supposed to be a rest day and they program your favorite moves in the world and this workout looks like so much fun, go. Fine. Yeah. If it's truly like this workout looks like so much fun, I am going to love this and I don't want to miss it, then go because yeah. like that's the right reason. Yeah. But let's be honest that that's a fraction, a tiny fraction of the time that you're looking at it and being like, every single one of those moves is my favorite and I can't imagine missing this workout. It's yeah. more like, oh, what's going to happen? And I think, I don't know. It's just... Well, it started, the seed was planted for me when Nicole Christensen yep. was on and she said, if you're really worried about missing a workout and you're having trouble taking rest days, it's because your nutrition is not dialed in. And that's when the seed started to plant with me. And then over the years of us doing macro counting and kind of playing around with workouts and playing around with my nutrition, what I really came to realize was I I did fall into the trap of working working out as a punishment and working out to work off what I ate. Mm -hmm. And that is the most miserable place to be. So once I slowly, it was a long, long progress. Once I realized that working out for me is to feel empowered and to feel good and to feel strong and that I can walk into the gym and do the hour and not feel like I have to do another 15 minutes after the wad or do another 20 minutes, I I make it a point to walk out when it's done. If we do a couple movements as a, as a group, that's fine. But I walk out when it's over and I leave it behind and I say, I don't have to do anything else today. I did my workout and it's and it's fine. Yeah. And then I eat well. I don't, I think it's a trap for us to get into that whole like, well, I'm just going to have a bunch of cake or I'm going to eat a, right, a bunch this. of this. I earned this. Yeah, I, working out horrible. and eating is not a transactional no. relationship. And you, like yeah. you should eat independently, independently. of your workout. And you should fuel your workout with your eating. You should not work out because you feel good and you want to celebrate feeling good and eat because it makes you feel good and you need to feel your body. And, you know, like, yes, food is fuel, but also like it feels good to eat. Nourish yourself. To, it feels good to eat. It's completely independent of working out. And I feel like, yep. you know, I get it. There's like, all, there's we're just fed something totally different. But, you know, good when pun. people are like, <laughs> you like that? I, I feel like we're you know, people will be like bringing donuts to the gym and I earned this and whatever. Right. But I just, I'm, I just, for someone like me, that was not a good way to be. And so I, I am just encouraging all of you guys to rethink that. And now I'm like sweating. So You're wearing a sweatshirt and a big hat. I'm so hot in here. <laughs> it's so worked up. And I have Uggs on. Ugh. Okay. All right. So if you're dealing with workout FOMO, take a step back. Yeah. Go, I don't Feed know. Feed yourself. Go for be a walk. Be nice to yourself. Take a breath. Long game. All right, Amy. This is my friend Aaron's cousin. Hi, Amy. How to train for the open as a regular person, as in not expecting to kill it or anything, but still want to be prepared and do my best. Melissa seconds this, and so does Callie. Okay, so how to train for the open as a regular person. Go to CrossFit consistently. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. It's just another wad. I think the the only the best and only thing you can do is if you were at a gym that has decent programming and is training for general physical preparedness is to go to your gym on a regular basis don't go to every single wad please revert to please, please refer to 60 seconds ago in the podcast yes please rewind <laughs> but train on a regular basis be consistent and that's all you can do yeah right now my coach our coach at the at the gym i go to is programming specific wads that are gonna maybe mimic the open workouts things that we've seen in the past so he's doing a lot of um, sprinty type workouts really focusing on our motors and then we're you know doing movements like thrusters and wall balls things that we're going to see in the open so yeah. there are definite movements that will be in the open i suggest you you know if you're not doing it already maybe practice those but as far as uh training for the open you know we should have done that started this you know a couple months ago if you really want to do well 
for for me, I started a couple of months ago, seriously, because that was my goal is to just personally do well. And I'm a regular person too. So I think it's just a matter of have fun and enjoy it. Yep. I, I can't say that it's not, it's exciting. It's a really exciting time for CrossFit. So I don't want to be like, oh, you guys, it's just another workout because it really is the open. It's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But to go in and, and especially Amy, Melissa and Callie, who uh, commented on this is that I, I wouldn't do it at a different time if you can help it. I'm going to try to intentionally do it in the morning when I typically work out because my nutrition is really kind of set up around when I work out, which is in the morning. And I don't particularly want to wait all day and do it in the evening. I think mm. mentally I just stress out all day. So I'd like to get it done in the morning. So maybe try to stay on a routine. And um, I, I also have been reading a bunch of stuff of don't do it twice. You will no. kill yourself. Don't like, do it twice. Just As a regular one and person, done. there's no reason. But I really think the best way to get prepared is just like, I mean, take it seriously, but have fun and don't change anything now. Mm-hmm. It's too late now. You're just going to injure exactly. yourself. You're just going to overtrain. Just enjoy it. Don't try new gear no. the day that you do the open. Nope. Don't try to do a different weight. But I think uh, also like use this opportunity to get PRs because sure. I think a lot of people PR on the open. Right. But at the same, but like, like but outside to, of that, if don't, you, you don't if you know that anything. you can't do something consistently for the whole workout, like don't put yourself yeah. at risk. But yeah, just have a good time. Enjoy. Yeah. Kimberly, Claire, what does Miles eat? <laughs> Miles eats everything. Trying to cook healthy-ish and feed Finley, who is her daughter, and need ideas. Miles eats what we eat, to be honest with you. In smaller pieces, we like the other night we went out. He had a he had a grilled cheese sandwich. He Wasn't had a quesadilla. Oh, it was a quesadilla, which he ate like one piece of. He's so cute. Not even he yeah. was not goldfish. He, and he ate he that lime. That lime. He was, that was like, weird. Yeah, he was but having a he ball. if we go out to dinner, we'll order him like from the kids menu something. But at home, he literally just eats what we eat in smaller pieces. And like if we're making taco meat or something, we'll just take out a little bit of ground beef out of the pan before we add the seasoning. Or add too much seasoning or... But, like, he loves everything. Yeah. He just eats everything. So I would just... That's my... And, like, to school, we send him, like, rotisserie chicken. We send him hot dog, cut up in little pieces. Oh, I love when kids eat hot dogs. Because um, they have, like, this... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so berries. He loves berries. Banana. He'll eat, like, a hot whole banana. What else do we send him? Oh, gosh. Mushrooms. He really likes mushrooms. Because we just cook them in like, so it's basically just butter. Yeah. Oh. So he likes, he likes butter. <laughs> he likes butter. It's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. I think just don't overthink it. Give your kid what you're eating. If you're eating healthy, so you're not like healthy. gardening your own vegetables and pureeing them and then cooking no, God, them. No, no. Then- That's it. Pouches also. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like he doesn't really eat, like he likes broccoli. Mm-hmm. But once again, probably just because we put a lot of butter on it. Yeah. Um, He doesn't really eat very many other vegetables. So we just use pouches. And like I was reading this article basically saying like, if the only way that you can get green vegetables into your kid's diet is through pouches, like milk that shit as long as you can. If yeah. you're still giving your five-year-old pouches Do because it. it's spinach, like give your five-year-old a spinach pouch if that's the only way they're going to eat spinach. Yeah. And no, we, we do not that. make our own baby food. Mm-hmm. Just similar to, cl- to cloth diapers, like bless your soul if you're on that train. But it was never even an illusion for me that I was going to be that mom. Yeah. All right. Oh, another mom question. Jamie, I'm about to return to CrossFit after having my son. I'm 14 weeks postpartum from a C-section, have been doing some wads at home for about two weeks. Any words or advice? I did not have a C-section, so I can't really speak to that. But and I know it's a totally different experience. But I went back to the gym at about seven weeks postpartum. And I would say just really trust your body. I think that that has been my biggest thing that I've had a hard time with is trusting that my body was ready, even though I've had no indication that it's not ready. And, um, you know, I think it's okay to push yourself. I think that coming out of pregnancy, we tend to really fall into that. For the last year, you've been in this mindset of like, careful, careful. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to get out of that. You know, I think the other thing too is to be realistic and know that the first time you try something that you used, you know that you could do before pregnancy, it's going to feel weird. Like the first time you try a rope climb and you can't even get your feet to leave the ground because you have no core or whatever it is, like listen to your body and know those cues. But at the same time, like don't start weaning yourself off of that careful, careful, careful mentality. Be safe, obviously. But I think if I could go back a year ago and give myself some advice, it would be like it, you're, you're going to be like push yourself a little bit harder. Aaron, favorite tacos? We go to, okay, so we go to a couple places. Yes. Would you say, where's your favorite place around here? I like Pinche the most, okay. but I like the atmosphere of Mas Chaos better. Same. Yeah. So we have this place where we go to Pinche Tacos, and they have amazing tacos. Mm. But we get... But it's like a... It's, it's just a shit show to go there. It's so crowded. It's just more stressful. so loud. Yeah. And then there's this other place, Mas Chaos is... Chaos. Chaos? 
I totally because um, it's chaos pizza, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the it's a combo of Uno Mas, which is a taco place down by DU. Oh, that's right. And Mas Chaos, which is a t- pizza place down Aww, in that area. That's cute. So they've combined into one genius restaurant that sells it's pizza, pizza and tacos and tacos and like good like wood fire pizza and like yeah. good, oh, oh so and they have a really really good. I usually get I mean all of them are good, but I like the chicken. I get the shrimp tacos. I'm yeah. a fan of fr- shrimp tacos. I like carnitas tacos. Yeah, a lot. A lot of guac. I really like pickled onions too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you go wrong with any tacos? Also at Pinche, they really... have this amazing fried chicken taco. Oh, it's so good. Guys. What do they do at Pinche where they put like that cheese and they just cheese? Stop it! Just and they like, but they like melt it onto the tortilla before they put the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... like a little quesadilla with tortilla. Mm-hmm. It's delicious taco things on top. delicious Aaron also says any favorites to win the Crossfit Games this year mm. I'm really interested to see Tia Claire she's yeah. done second in the last two years kind of out of nowhere no one even knew who she was yep so I'm really curious and she competed for the Olympics for New Zealand Australia New Zealand and the Olympics and weightlifting this year mm-hmm. I think in New Zealand yeah I think she's gonna really, be a badass this yeah, year yeah I want to see her I am curious to see the doters I really am curious to see Sarah I think Sarah. Sarah's gonna kill it I think Annie's I don't see her coming back. I don't either. I think her body's pretty beat up. I think she's a little too old. Yeah. Katrin. So here's the funny thing. (laughs) Here's the funny thing. I feel like this whole nutrition thing has really taken a bump in the past year where all these athletes have all of a sudden dialed in their nutrition. So I'm really curious to see how that's going to affect their performance this year because I truly feel like the past year they've all jumped on the macro counting. And And some of them I think it's been great and other people I think have gone a little far. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. (laughs) The leaderboard will speak. Shayna. She just wants some happy news. What's some good news in your life, Joy? Oh, Shayna. Oh, happy news. Um, let's see. <laughs> you know, you could take that hat off. Joy is like sweating profusely, <laughs> sitting here in her love your melon beanie. My hair looks like shit underneath. I need yes. to just. <laughs> uh, I clearly am judging. Oh, that reminds me. We should Instagram oh, live. No, because then you're gonna not pay attention again. Well, Did I tell you that Brandon texted me and said, "Oh, I know. Claire doesn't pay attention. Isn't that annoying?" <laughs> oh my God, Brandon, you've been outed. He texted me while he was listening to the episode. He's like, I hate when she does that. <laughs> so I had to pretend. That For the record, like, I'm like, always paying attention. Yeah. I can just. It was so funny. Multitask. I'm just really hot. Can't. I'm just like. I'm, I'm starting the Instagram live. Oh, okay. Let me put this down real quick while you start your Instagram live. Oh. <laughs> she just dropped some stuff. Oh, oh Joy is just a mess over here. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right, we're so good. happy the guns news. Are out. Yeah, okay, happy, happy news. news. Um, oh my gosh, what is some happy news? The days are getting longer. I've been <laughs> geeking out about that so hard. Every anyone who follows us on Instagram or uh, Instagram stories know, stories or Snapchat, I've been constantly talking about how much I love when the days get longer. So yeah, there is hope because that just puts me in a really good mood. So I'm really happy about that. What about you for happy news? Um, I talked about this already, but I got a promotion. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, Sean, and we got our level two. That we, was happy. That was really fun. Um, and Sean is the guy who works at Vale. And he was like, hey, I just heard on the podcast you got a promotion. He sent me an email. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was really cute. That is cute. Um, um, I'm really I'm really excited. Uh, sorry. Did you? Did we want to like celebrate a little more? I don't want to I don't I don't steal your thunder. <laughs> no, please go. <laughs> I'm really excited for our 200 episode party. So I kind of want to know if people in the area would actually show up to our 200 episode party if we had one. Yeah. I have this weird fear. Like I know you're like, no one's going to show up. I'm like, people are, people came to our 100th episode party. People are totally going to come to our 200 episode party. I hope so. So if we had it on a Saturday afternoon, that's kind of like the yeah. thing right now we're trying to plan. If you it was, if it was a Saturday afternoon, would you guys show up? Like a four or five o'clock, maybe. <laughs> Like four or five o'clock. So the kids can, you know, get a babysitter, not be home too yeah. late. Yeah. Just do a quick episode. We should have a taco truck. Oh, oh my gosh, it's happening. <coughs> Don't get too excited. Excuse me. <laughs> I am so excited. Okay, so that's happy news. Do you have any other happy news? That's like not till the end of April, though, so don't get I know. Too I'm getting very excited. I want to plan right now. So mark Time your calendars. Flies. Costa Rica is coming up. We sold out Costa Rica. I know that That's is really good. I'm very really excited. excited about that. We got great news. Great so news over here. News. Okay. What other good news? One more. Mm, I broke in my new clogs. <laughs> okay, that works. Yep. I broke in my new clogs. 
What was it? Purple clogs. Damn it. I feel like I'm getting everything it's wrong. Purple clogs. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. How about the Lulu one? Yep. How Lululemon seems to be out of cool stuff this season. I agree. I totally agree. It's so sad. I'll go to Lulu and I just have hope that something's going to no, we be like shining today. like a beacon in the night and there's nothing. Nothing. I know. I got a Lulu gift card for Christmas and I haven't spent it yet because yeah. I'm like, this is lame, Lulu. Shmoosh, moosh, moosh, moosh. Shmoosh, moosh, moosh, <laughs> Just. What did I go there and I bought? Oh, I just spent it on another, like, they have these really cute crop tops. And I was like, well, I guess I'm getting another oh, crop top. Every time I go, I buy a, uh, one of those big scarves. I wish. Okay. You're going to have to give me a lesson on how to tie it. I just wear like a normal scarf. You I put just, it on like a normal scarf and then you unsnap the bottom like five snaps. never works for me. I always look really stupid or I'm, like I'm choking. I always feel like I'm choking when I wear one of those. I, like I can never get it to look that Although cute. my boss is like super into them and she is really into bargain shopping, like so into bargain shopping. And she bought one on eBay and uh-huh. it turned out to be a kid's. And uh, it's like a little muff. I didn't know they- <laughs> <laughs> like it is not. I didn't fit. know they had kid. That's the thing is like they only have them like in kid infinity like Japan or, is it or something. Lulu? No, it's Lulu. What? Yeah. I think they only have them like in car commercials in Japan or something. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. In Japan. Okay, but really, I don't know. I don't know what's yeah, going on with no, them. I agree. And I, I asked, keep waiting for like every single yeah. week I check because like maybe this will be the week. Yeah, that they come out with like a cute top with like an open back or something that I can send my yeah gift card on. No, someone asked along the same lines: Have we ever tried Fabletics leggings? And yes, Okay, wait. I have to say something because we yeah. just got a cool a oh, comment. Yeah. Well, we're getting a lot of comments. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. Patrick M. Dawson says, "I'm a guy." Hey. In Denver. And I listen to your show every week religiously. Stop, Patrick. Patrick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> would you come to our party? He would? He, okay, I good. Yeah, maybe. He hasn't written back yet. Bring tacos. <laughs> we will have tacos. We're totally going to have a taco truck. We should get the Kiro Rapa truck. <gasps> they yes. love us. It's happening. Vote for L. Vote for L. Guys, we are just on a roll right now. All right. I'm still sweating. This hat is just ridiculous. Okay, I, I have tried Fabletics leggings. Fabletics. <laughs> yeah, red leather. Things are going downhill very quickly. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. When you did that in the, one of the episodes, you're like, red, red leather, yellow, buckle <laughs> warm ups. Oh my gosh. Peter Piper. Oh. Think about it. <laughs> My stomach hurts. We are gonna have. I'm still sweating. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit this. <laughs> 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 oh my god! It's like I'm laughing in church. I can't stop. I like the church laugh. Okay, I do like Fabletics leggings. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that. Uh, I haven't, I, maybe I need to give them another try, but I just feel like they're super, super expensive unless you do that like subscription thing, yeah. which I haven't really got on board with, but their quality is fine. And to be honest with you, if you I had to- you go to store? I did. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got your like ba- I, east side crop top? Totally. Bayside, Bayside. Bayside. Bayside no, Bayside was on the internet for oh. like ever ago. But I was going to say, if you are going to get leggings and you really want leggings, I really would go for athletics and not because they're a sponsor, but they, they're such good quality and they're so affordable. And yeah. I, I just, I would, I'm going to plug them in. And they're made in the USA. I love yeah. them. Mm-hmm. I wear them under my, my ski pants because they're the best leggings I have. They don't fall down. Yes, yep. exactly. They don't fall down. They're the, yeah. They're so good. So if you're going to invest in some leggings too, I would say for athletics.com. GGW. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. What's next? You tell me. All right. How about also, the. Also a minute ago, Dark Horse Rang said, we listen to. Thank you. Mwah. Thanks so much. I love you so much. Okay, I have to say really quick, Dylan's question. I I love you, Dylan, but you used the forbidden word in your question, and I just don't know. Pre workout? No. What she is? Do people wear panties under booty shorts? <laughs> and I would be like, does Dylan live in the United States? Because that's not a word we should use here or anywhere. Do they use panties somewhere else that we make me know? Like I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, do people wear underwear, Dylan, is what we should Undies, be asking. Underoos. Underoos, under booty shorts. That for me is no. I I've do. always been a commando person because you can see the line. Like why? Even with thongs. Why does and, it like, matter? Why? Uh, I don't know. It's just like an extra layer. Of- I, I wear them because otherwise I feel like I'm going to pop a labia. <laughs> 
I said it. That's what I think. How do you pop a lid? I don't want to find out, Joy. Some people just left. You need to do your Kegels, Kegels. No, that definitely has nothing to do. I, no. I wear underwear to so my you wear, So, Dylan, the answer to your question is you need to wear underwear to keep your labia in. It's true. Oh, gosh. Let's just talk about the pelvic floor now. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just move on up the anatomy. Are you still recording? Yeah. That's great. So people, people are in real time are listening to us do this. Okay. Um, Elizabeth says, all the outtakes. These are not outtakes. This these, is going this on the is real. This is real deal. No one's missing out on these gems. Okay. Pelvic floor is going great. I'm doing kegels right now. <laughs> I swear I we're not drunk. We're not even drinking. No. I'm drinking tea. I'm drinking LaCroix, <laughs> as always. It's go- So basically, I haven't seen the pelvic floor physical therapist again. Um, long story short, I just have been doing my clamshells. <laughs> yep. And my kegels. That just sounds... My clamshells. <laughs> it's like a thing with your legs, guys. And it's been... I think it's been helping... I feel like my core is stronger. I think like the the problem was like kind of I felt like my overall core stability was at risk. I feel a little bit stronger, so mm-hmm. it's it's working. And you got vagina weights too, so. Oh my god, I did not do that. <laughs> Those things are. Don't put that up there. Why would you? You gotta lock it up a little bit here. I think. Oh my gosh, forty people are watching the shenanigans. I wonder what. Yeah. Um. How many times can we eat tacos in five days in Costa Rica? The, the limit, limit does, does not, not exist. exist. <laughs> Jinx. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's discuss how we're going to get Bob Harper on the podcast. Well, I think it started the games last year, and yep. it's going to lock it Continue up. on the games this year. At the games this Who's year. Who's playing the games this year already, guys? Who's know, already like playing on coming to Madison? Like all the famous people. I'm sure Bob... Is Bob going to go this year? Because the whole reason I think he went is because it was like a short drive for him. No, it's because he's like the CrossFit I mean, man. He can afford it, but I'm just saying, if he's not there this year, I'm going to be really sad. Any other famous people that go to the CrossFit game? I mean, aside from the professional athletes. That we want to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to get on that. We are. So if anyone knows Bob Harper. Ooh, uh, Laura, our dietitian girl. Does she text- know Bob Harper? Well, she texted me this weekend and she was like, I'm at Brick, New York, and Bob is here. And I was like, oh. like yeah. <laughs> Take a picture. Take and a then picture. So we can from Photoshop behind, me in. From his back. <laughs> sure, Photoshop me in. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Olympic lifts for the taller woman. I cannot. I cannot talk about this. Is it just a matter of more mobility, or are there adjustments that can be made? Madeline Shannon asked this too. She says she's six one, and after hearing Coach B's show, I feel I'll never have a future career in only weightlifting. <laughs> Not that I was riding on that dream. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Um, I I don't know. I think I'm going to briefly touch on this. I feel like yes, if you're really going to get. How tall are you, Joy? Five eight. There's definite, for me at least, there's definite tweaks that I have to make to my form because I know that my legs are longer, my arms are longer. So someone who can just walk up to a barbell and they're shorter and a little bit more stocky as far as like getting the barbell up, they're not going to have to make as many tweaks. But for me, I have to really rely on pulling my shoulder blades back because then the bar is going to be pulled up because my legs, my arms are so long that even if I try to get my, the bar up to my hips, yeah. it's going to be hanging down. So I have to really flex um, or pull my shoulder, shoulder blades back. So I'm not going to go into that too much, but Olympic lifts for taller woman. I'm just going to say not so much mobility, but it really is to um, zone in and, and perfect your form. But like, and know your body too. Yeah, Brandon is not a lady. But he has very long levers, very super long arms, super long legs. He has like basically no torso. His like rib cage and his pelvis basically touch. I'm not, I'm not totally sure where he keeps his organs. He has always talked about how his power position is like several inches below where, you know, they say like, oh, it's kind of out your pockets. Mm-hmm. For him, it's like mid thigh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like you kind of just have to find, I think that also is the case for, you know, unless you're perfectly proportional and like you're this little weightlifting Vesuvian man. Vesuvian? Mm-hmm. Is that what that is? Sure. What am I? You know, like the the. I know the, you're talking yeah. about, but I was yeah. <laughs> a Leonardo DiCaprio. No. <laughs> yeah. Then you kind of have to adjust for your levers. Yeah, and I feel like the way that we're taught to coach people does not take into consideration all the different body types. No, so that's always like because so many coaches are like, you have to pull. You know, wait till the bar hits your hips. I'm like, I can't. My arms don't move that way. Yeah. So I would play around with it and just you know do what you can to kind of adjust your shoulders and what helps me is my stance sometimes. And so it's definitely not something that you have to really listen to. All the cues that work for most people are probably yeah. are not going to work for you. 
So I just all right. We're gonna end this. It. We're gonna end this Instagram live. Okay, but hold on. I want to. I want to go off the record and answer a couple questions. Oh, what? Asked. Yeah. What are they asking? Do four athletics le- leggings have a drawstring waistband? No. no. Show us the fancy soundboard. There it is. And Joy's chrome nails. So pretty. Loving is that Joy's therapist hat? It is. It's not my Joy's hat. I think it's that I love your melon. Love your melon. Yep. So love oh, your melon. I'm like just looking at the floor now, if that's you, no fun. Love your melon is a really wonderful. Are four athletics true to size? Yes. Their shorts run small. Oh, okay. But yes. their leggings are true to size, if not a little bit long. And a yes. Mm-hmm. But I just cuff them. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm five two. So. Yes, that's right. Shorts do run a little bit small. Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for watching. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for supporting us. Yeah. We love you. Okay, and then uh, let me look up the. Oh, okay. So we had 117 viewers. Dang. Shelby asks, how in the hell do you do double unders? Shelby, we're going to say this again and again and again. Get your own jump rope. Get your own jump rope. Practice, Practice five minutes. every day. Five minutes. That's all you need. That's all you need. Five minutes after every wad. Five minutes. Practice, practice, practice. It's a, it's a stupid human trick. Once you have it, you have it. Yep. And the practice only thing that helps is practicing And the best thing about du- practicing double unders is that that can be... You don't have to be warmed up to practice double unders. No. Just... Yeah. Find a spot. Don't go outside because it'll ruin your your jump rope. Yeah. But either do it in the gym every single morning when you get there, five minutes early, or find a spot in your living room where you can, if you have a wood floor living room where you can clear stuff out, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to happen for you. It's going to click. Practice, practice, It took me practice. like six weeks of literally doing it every day. And then yeah. one day it was like, you start, you get like your first one and then you get two or three and then you get five or seven. And then all of a sudden you can just do like 30. Yeah. And so go into the gym and plan to do that before. Like maybe if you can get there a few minutes early, it doesn't have to be a significant amount of time. But what I've been trying to do every time I go into the gym is have a plan of a few things I want to do or start with. So what we're tempted to do, and I'm not saying to do this every single day, but there's been times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend five minutes before the workout or before the class starts doing um, crossover symmetry for my back. So I do that and I go in and I don't, it, there's, it's very tempting to go in, especially at 530 in the morning and to grab a foam roller and to just lay around and just roll on it. And, and that's just something where like, that's kind of a social situation where people just follow what each other are doing. So just make sure that you're not following what everyone else is doing. Just because they're doing it so maybe if you do have you know a free a few moments if they're all sitting on a foam roller or rolling out you don't have to do that grab your jump rope and start doing some double unders and if they're like what are you doing like i i would do that when we did our double under challenge and most people would do the double unders after the workout but i just was i made it a point to go in and use it as my my pre-warm-up um and then you know what inspired people to grab their jump ropes and come and do double unders with me (laughs) and they hate me for it but you know things like that where you can really squeeze in those movements um before or after and it's all about practice and get your own jump rope it doesn't have to be a fancy jump rope it yeah. just has to be your jump rope that's the same every time you use it mm-hmm. okay we got a couple more um motivating tips to wad in the morning i would say it depends on what time in the morning put yourself in a routine i'm finally at a place where i feel like that's just my body's so used to it it's i mean when it's early it's early but the things that have always helped me is like have your clothes ready, have everything ready. So when you wake up, you just roll out of bed. Don't even think about it. Put your clothes on. Splashing cold water on my face really helps like wake me up. Um, I drink a little bit of coffee and pre-workout on the way to the gym. And so that's kind of like, you know, you get yourself moving. But if you're not a morning person and your body clock just doesn't do well at that hour, like then you kind of have to listen to and that. Out in the evening. Yeah. I- I'm never going to be a morning person. Yeah. I have tried. It's like how I want to be 5'6", and I'm never going to be 5'6". Yeah. Like, that is the concrete reality of my life. Yes. My body does not wake up in the morning. And that you have to really listen to as well, yeah. because I am definitely a morning person, and I love it. I love working out in the morning. And I could sleep until, like... <laughs> 10 every morning and be perfectly happy it drives scott crazy because he's always like how do you have so much energy (laughs) yeah we when we go to costa rica don't worry i'll be fine don't worry (laughs) yeah i'll be fine there's a shirt that says if you love me let me sleep Mm -hmm. and i think i need to just get it tattooed on my face when i'm on vacation i can sleep like a boss i will not be crazy yeah but when i'm home i'm like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do i'm gonna read the last one yep last one do it we had a really good one that i feel like is gonna take a long time that's okay do it how to build maintain your relationship with your significant this is like the equivalent of me asking a really deep question at the end but gwen asks and gwen hi gwen you are such a supportive listener i know you because you always comment on our stuff so thank you how to build maintain your relationship with your significant other when you feel emotionally tapped out she's a mother of two and a psychologist gwen i get it if you're a psychologist dealing with other people's stuff all day 
um, can be quite taxing. So she, her question of how to build, maintain your relationship with your significant other when you feel emotionally tapped out. <laughs> Hide in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh, marriage hacks. I it think really, yeah, the I first think. thing is like, it's not just you. Mm-hmm. I think that has helped my marriage so much is like anytime that I think I'm the only one who hates my husband sometimes and he's probably listening to this being like, Ugh. But, you know, I know he hates me sometimes too. And if I think that I'm the only one, then I'm like, there's something wrong. Exactly. But there's totally not something wrong. Yeah. Everybody is like that sometimes. And but, it doesn't make it fun, but it totally makes it okay. So I would say when you're feeling emotionally tapped out, figure out what you need. For me, when I'm mm-hmm. feeling emotionally, and that's different for everybody. When I'm emotionally tapped out, I need to just be alone. I need to have quiet time. And it could be as just like as little as 10 minutes. So now Scott and I are in a routine Um, because he usually travels a lot for work and he's been home a lot lately and so like we joke that we're just like getting on each other's nerves and when i come home he works from home so when i come home he's like how you doing what's your day and i'm like he's like a dog that comes to greet you at the door yeah and so (laughs) our routine now is when i get home he takes jt and he leaves me alone for like 10 20 minutes and he goes and like walks the dog when i get home and that's worked out really well because i get my alone time and i'm like I kind of get my transition time. But honestly, if you're overall really tapped out, that's usually a sign that you're not taking care of yourself in other ways. So find out what it is that you're really needing. Do you need some, do you need like a night out with your girlfriends or, you know, whatever, night out by yourself to just kind of reset and and also ask your partner, you know, what it what is it that you need? Like maybe you guys need, if you want to maintain and build your relationship, nine times out of 10, it's like you guys need to communicate about what it is you, you need and you're afraid to talk about it. And most of the time people are afraid to say what they need for fear of them, the other person rejecting them. I think kind of going off of that, like one thing too that I've noticed was when I, I'm really feeling tapped out, the last thing that I want to do is acknowledge that Brandon's also feeling tapped out. And yeah. so I just like want things from him and I don't want to have to give him anything in return. Mm-hmm. And so like opening yourself to the honest dialogue of like, we're neither one of us is in a great place right now. Like this is not, this is not anybody's fault. It's, you know, it's just is where you're at and like being honest, but not being judgmental about where you're at and not like, you know, I think it's also easy to kind of think that like, and you're a psychologist, you probably know this. If when you admit that something's wrong, like that's, I don't know. I always feel like if I just ignore it, then that means that there's not something wrong. Or like, if I don't like bring it up, like I don't want to have to bring it up and talk about it because like, I don't want to have to answer questions about my yeah, emotions. It's exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. And like, I'm already exhausted. And like, you really want more from me right now. Like I'm already giving you so much and you now want me to like, you know, this conversation is just like even more effort that I have to put in. But just because you feel that way doesn't mean that, that that's right. how it should be. Like he, yeah. you know, for example, Brandon may need some you to sit there and, and talk about your feelings. Yeah. But, but like, I, I think it's, uh, for me, it's been about just like sitting setting expectations yeah because also like i don't know i read something today somebody posted a blog post about like family meetings even like every sunday mm-hmm. night they have this ritual where they sit down and they talk they talk through their week and they talk about their budget and they like that's sort of when they air their grievances a little bit and they both go into it knowing like all right it's time to kind of have the conversations from the week that have been building up yeah and they have two small kids and it's just kind of like, okay, like this is when we kind of air everything out. And even if it's, I've been hanging on to this for a week, at least I haven't been hanging on to it for five years. Exactly. And so, that's the biggest piece is that resentment piece. And when you're and let's be honest with your partner, you're afraid to talk because it's the most intimate, vulnerable place that you're going to be. We don't talk this way all the time with our friends. We don't, I mean, imagine having to confront your coworkers or your friends about really deep stuff every single day. It's like, yeah. that sounds terrifying, yeah. <laughs> but when we have to do with our partners there's more at stake because we're so emotionally invested so just know that that's totally normal and that's the reason why you married this partner is that you're able to go there with each other and really say you can even I always like to open up conversations with people or you know I always would tell couples this is like I need you to just hear me out for a second like let's Mm -hmm. not I know that our normal pattern is when I say this you're going to automatically go to this place but can you just hear me out for a second like you have to kind of lay the playing field for a minute you know I know that you may be thinking this when I say this so can you just chill out for a second so I know it's a safe place to say what I'm going to say or whatever like you kind of have to set the tone to where you're feeling like it's a safe place to share your emotions because people that's like we keep close to the vest it's like scary to say how we're really feeling we could have a whole nother that's like a marriage hack marriage hack episode coming all right we should probably wrap up do yeah. you want to talk um about our book the barbell buddha book and where yeah. people can go so to we buy this book we finally ordered the barbell buddha book which is the um collected writings of chris moore and it's i mean it's amazing chris was amazing everybody who has put work into this book is amazing and like you just hold it and you feel really connected and you feel his presence we it's really just, amazing 
love Chris and want to do everything we can to continue his legacy. And so we really would encourage you to get this book. You go to barbellbuddha.com and it's the best. Chris is the best. His family is the best. Yeah. We're honored to interview him back in June before he passed away. And so that was episode 154. Um, so please uh, support his family and his legacy and um, purchasing his book. And uh, again, that's barbellbuddha.com. He's got such good energy. You just hold the book and you're like, oh, Chris. It's like a hug. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a hugger. Mm, Claire's not a hugger. All right, guys. Okay, so go to PureWad. Remember to support the podcast by supporting PureWad, P-U-R-E-W-O-D.com. The discount code GGW. Send us a note. Leave us a review on iTunes. We love to hear your feedback. So as we move along towards episode 200, tell us what you want to hear. And book your tickets to Denver. Yeah. We'll we'll announce the date here pretty soon. We still have to decide when it's going to be. But if you have ever wanted to take a road trip, now's the time. Or a plane trip. Come to the (laughs) record. road trips are the worst. Well, maybe if you live close by, maybe you're in Santa Fe, come to Denver, come to the Mile High City. But really, we love hearing from you guys. And everyone who has sent, oh, I really do want to say everyone who has send a message, an email. I know we say this all the time, but we read every single word you write. And while we can't respond to everyone, or we haven't yet, we will. It's not that we can't, but we haven't yet responded to everyone. We read your words and they I keep us doing what we just do. keep, I mean, let's be honest. It's been like, what, two and a half years? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. And we love it. We love it. We love it. But of course, there's days where I'm like, oh my gosh, is this like, do people really even listen? Like we're, we're tired. <laughs> and like, there's some days where we're like, you know, just whatever. Life gets busy and we, you know, don't have the energy to record. And I swear to God, you guys like know what I'm thinking. And then all of a sudden we'll get an email. It's like, please never stop doing what you're doing. You guys are the best. You totally saved my life or, you know, something just totally sweet. And then I'm like, all right, fine. We're going to keep doing this. (laughs) So we wanted to just say thank you. And I love you. And big hugs. Even if you are someone who's been listening for a long time and you're like, it's it's no big deal. I just am like a casual podcast listener. We want to hear from you too. Yes, please. You don't have to have like an epic story. Well, but epic stories are great. We just want to know who's listening. We want to know. We want to hear your voice. All right. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.